0: So, daddy. Yeah. What do you think is one item that you could not live without?
1: An item I could not live without? Oh, definitely like a, a pencil.
0: Oh, because you could design stuff whenever you want to um, and you can sketch stuff, well, you can you can draw cuz you're you know you like you're an artist and that that that's why, right?
1: No. Nah, it's cuz there's a spot on my back that I usually have to scratch and I can't reach it. So the pencil kind of uh, uh, helps me. I think we should okay. just start the episode.
0: Yeah, let's, let's oh. start. Okay, uh, let's go. go.
1: Welcome to Geekology 101. My name is Diego.
0: And my name is Joshua.
1: And today we're going to be talking about loyal pieces of hardware
0: pieces of either weaponry or machinery or technology that sci-fi protagonists could not live without.
1: Yeah, there's this There's this scene in Avengers Infinity War where, um, like, when Peter Parker and Tony Stark and Doctor Strange end up in the ship on the way to Titan, mm-hmm. and there's a moment when Tony Stark gets in there, he thinks that he's, like, the only one there, he's gonna try to save Strange and the Infinity Stone. Yeah. Yeah. But um, Doctor Strange's cape is there, Uh and then it freaks out Tony, and Tony's like, oh, man, you are one loyal piece of hardware. (laughs) I think those are the words he uses. So that's, like, where the title of this episode is coming from, Mm -hmm. and, like, the concept. that there's... There's some stuff, like Doctor Strange without his cape, yes, of course, he's still powerful, he's a sorcerer and all But, that. like, come on. It's not the same, right?
0: I mean, Doc, Doctor Strange's cape is more of a character than Doctor Strange. Yeah,
1: yeah. At, at the very least, it is, like, it's you know, its own almost character, right? Yeah. So, uh, we're going to be talking about that, and uh, we have, each of us, a list of different quote-unquote pieces of hardware. This could be Mm -hmm. a weapon. This could be something that is animate, whether through magic or through technology. It can be armor. It could be, right, sure. It could be something that a character, a hero, or villain, or whatever, like, are not themselves without. Like, Mm -hmm. they need it, you know, to really... Do what themselves. they do, yeah. So uh, we're gonna get to that in a few minutes, but first uh, we got a little bit of news and reviews. So you ready to get into that?
0: Yeah, news and reviews.
1: It's a me Mario. <laughs> I sounded uh, just like Super Mario.
0: Yeah, you totally did. T- yeah. to- you know, totally, totally. You, know,
1: you know who else totally sounds like Super Mario?
0: Chris Pratt. Yeah. He totally, really. he totally sounds like Mario.
1: <laughs> that is so weird. So we just we got some news this week um that uh, there's going to be a Super Mario animated film and they announced some of the voice casting. Ah. And so you got Chris Pratt as <laughs> as Mario, which again, it's just like it's so odd. I, I guess I got to hear it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't seem like a match based on everything that I've seen Chris Pratt doing all the Hope- uh, way from Parks and Rec to Hopefully you know, this Star will Lord. be
0: at least better than the old Super Mario movie.
1: I guess. Um Anya Taylor-Joy is going to be playing uh, princess Peach. Peach. That's fine, I guess. Okay. You know. I mean, she's awesome. Uh Anya Taylor-Joy, she's great. She has won like all the awards. <laughs> and stuff, thanks to her, her work in The Queen's Gambit on, on Netflix. Um, so that's fine. It's like neither here nor there. It's like Mario's the one that has this very unique sounding voice, you know? Yeah, like,
0: It's a me, a Mario. Yeah, uh,
1: Jack Black is going to be voicing Bowser.
0: Uh, I can
1: see that. Come on, man. He's Bowser
0: doesn't really talk that much.
1: He did back in the cartoons, like when I was growing up...
0: Well, I guess guess he did then and... Mario!
1: Oh, Mario! (laughs) He
0: he did do it in the older games, Mm -hmm. but now he doesn't really talk at all.
1: Yeah, he just
0: He did grunts.
1: But at the very least, Jack Black is going to bring some personality to it. I mean, you're talking about dude who voices Kung Fu Panda. (laughs) Damn, that really isn't a match, is it? Kung Fu Panda, Bowser, whatever. We'll we'll have to wait and see. (laughs) And then Seth Rogen... Uh, it's gonna be playing uh, Donkey Kong Donkey
0: Kong <laughs>
1: <laughs> which I guess is fine
0: well I wonder what kind of animation style it's gonna be
1: yeah I don't know I'm I'm, I'm more I'm more wondering like how anime how much of like a serious adaptation of, of Super Mario it's gonna be because it almost seems like it's gonna be more of like a comedy than than you know like bringing Mario's world to life I don't know I don't know it just it's it's weird um but it's too early for us to you know really draw any conclusions like I'm gonna wait and just let it happen like Chris Pratt for example Chris Pratt he did a pretty good job voicing that generic dude in Lego <laughs> like that's a guy with like zero character personality a little action the little uh, Lego figure yeah uh, but he did a good job giving him like you know feeling and all that yeah. personality Yeah, (laughs) I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I was really hoping that they were going to create a live-action or a blend live-action animation of Super Mario so that they could cross it over with the Sonic movies at some point. But I guess not. It looks like this is straight-up animation.
0: I think... I feel like it would be cool to see Bowser in live-action. I wonder what he would look like.
1: Yeah, that'd be pretty dope, for sure. But you know what else makes me, like, not want to judge this movie too, this too harshly before I see something? Uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Because honestly, when I first saw, like, stuff about Into the Spider-Verse, I was like, really? Like, this is Sony's... Sony's well, what corona- stuff
0: about it? Huh?
1: Like, what's the st- voice cast seemed kind of weird at the time. And like the animation style was like, what are they doing there? I don't know. I just and then seemed, you watched it, and you're like, <laughs> yeah, you watch. I watched it as like one of the coolest superhero anything's ever.
0: Like, what's up, danger?
1: Yeah, exactly. Can't can't stop playing that song. <laughs> um, in other news, Marvel. Speaking of which, is in some legal trouble.
0: Are they? <laughs> yeah. With who?
1: So they earlier this year they had the issue with uh, Scarlett Johansson suing them, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Over her like contract with the movies and mm. the streaming and all that. Now the trouble is coming from the originators, the creators of a lot of these Marvel characters. Really? Yeah. So you have like the Steve Ditko family, who is um, revving up to sue Marvel over the rights of. Like, really key characters. Like, character? Spider-Man, Spider? Iron Man, Doctor Strange. Yeah.
0: Are they are they part the, of Sony? What? Are they part of Sony?
1: No, here's the thing. We're talking about something even more, even deeper than, than like, the movie rights.
0: Really? This like, is the, like, the people who created these yeah. characters? Yeah,
1: because here's the thing. A lot of these guys Didn Didn't Stan
0: Lee create Spider-Man?
1: In collaboration with Steve Di- Di- oh. Ditko, yeah. Um, here's the thing. You had a lot of these guys who were being brought in, like, as freelance artists or whatever. Mm -hmm. So there's a whole bunch of technicalities about who the character ultimately belongs to. And there's some kind of, like, shared ownership Mm -hmm. between Marvel, the entity, and between the creators of these these characters. Mm -hmm. And so if, if they lose this... Marvel is actually suing Steve Ditko's estate because Steve Ditko is no longer alive. But his family and the people who run his estate are like the ones that that are pursuing like getting the rights back. Mm -hmm. Ultimately I think what they want is getting more money. Like I don't think that I don't think that they're gonna want to you know, wreck Marvel <laughs> and all the work that they're doing in, in entertainment by like, completely taking these characters away. I think what they want is, when they raid them, when they get the, the rights back, then they get the ability to resell them to Disney and Marvel.
0: Yeah. That makes
1: sense. And, of course, if I you're guess. reselling them now that many years have passed by and now that Marvel's making billions of dollars they'll get They'll give the you movies, a lot of money? Exactly. They're going to be like, okay, you know, we sold it to you for, just to set an example, right? We sold it to you for 100 bucks back in the 60s or whatever. <laughs> uh, we need a million now, you know, like per whatever, yeah. you know, however much money you make off of these characters. So, again, I don't think that it's trying to, like, take it away from them. Um, mm-hmm. It's more like, okay, give me back the rights, and now let's renegotiate how much you are paying me and my family's estate yeah. for this. And so, right behind the Ditko family, you're going to have the estate of Stan Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, and who knows who else? Like, there are so many creators of characters. For example, the creator of um, of The Winter Soldier. Yeah. He was on the, on Fat Man Beyond, the <laughs> Kevin Smith and Mark Bernardin podcast, um, maybe like four months ago, five months ago. Yeah. And they were talking to him about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and asking him if he was excited uh, about the premiere and seeing his character kind of like continuing on and getting new stories written about him. Um, and it, it was kind of shocking because he said he wasn't.
0: Why?
1: He said that he hasn't been excited ever since Captain America Winter Soldier came out.
0: Why? Because they because messed up the story of
1: No, because... Because of how little cut he's getting off of the success of his character.
0: Oh! Like, money cut. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, you would figure, right, the dude who created the Winter Soldier, the Winter Soldier did not exist until this man created him, right? Mm-hmm. You would figure that... They would have him in consideration to be able to, you know, make some good money. Yeah. You know, like pay him royalties off of every time that he's used, whether it's in a movie or whether it's in a show, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, you would figure that he would have some kind of good compensation. But the truth is, he was not. He has not. And he, he... it was such an awkward moment. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is that Kevin Smith, he understands that because Kevin Smith is a comic book writer as well. He is. Yeah. And so um so yeah, there's what been characters
0: this... has he created?
1: He hasn't created, I don't think, any characters, but he uh wrote for Daredevil for a while, he wrote for Batman for a while. Really? Yeah. Um and he had pretty good runs with them. Now, um the issue becomes that this is now kind of, like, in the air. You know yeah. what I mean? This is now uh, a a thing that can happen, right? Where a, a creator like Ed, Brubra- Ed Brubaker, the guy who created Winter Soldier, for example, mm-hmm. seeing now that Steve Ditko, like, legends, or the family and descendants of legends like Steve Ditko, Stan Lee, and stuff like that, are reclaiming the rights to these things and fighting Marvel to get a bigger cut, yeah. you know, of their success more people can now do that so and that's only Marvel There's not even talk about DC Bob Kane you know the, the uh, <laughs> Joe Schuster who created Superman all that stuff right like there's a lot of people who are definitely or their families are not getting the deserved cut mm. you know what do you think about that like are you for that and do you side with the creators in that in that case like I, I kind of do yeah because
0: I feel like if if this if this person who mm-hmm. who invented one of the most popular characters in the world yeah. is not is not really like not really getting any credit.
1: Mm-hmm. Then, or at least as much credit as he deserves.
0: Yeah, if they if they created this character, mm-hmm. like without without that person, that character would not be a thing. Right. I feel like they should get more credit, and I kind of I kind of agree with the families of the.
1: Yeah, I I, I tend to agree with that too, man. Cause like, like for example, every you know I read a lot of Batman comics and graphic novels. Mm-hmm. Every single one at the start. Always Batman created by Bob Kane. And whoever the other dudes that mm-hmm. they, like, tacked on? Uh Finally, they're, like, mentioning him. But it's always, like, Batman created by Bob Kane. That's wonderful, right? That, like, forever when Batman is written in a comic or anything, even in movies in the credits, you'll see Batman created by Bob Kane. That's wonderful. But, yo, like, I need more than just a mention. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're making millions off of that movie, billions possibly, cut me off a piece of that, you know? Give me. Yeah, give me a little bit. (laughs) Batman used to look
0: much weirder.
1: He did. Oh, dear God.
0: He had like a red uniform and like Uh... a dog.
1: Yeah. Better we forget about that. Um, But yeah, so there you go. Marvel's in the middle of that. So again, Marvel's like counter-suing or like suing... uh, The people who are trying to sue them? Yeah, trying to tell like, hey, whoa, no, hold on. We had an agreement back then. We're sorry that this was so successful, but you know, whatever. You know, it is what it is. It is what it
0: is. Most
1: likely, it's going to end up just being a settlement. Mm -hmm. Where instead of like prolonging very, very long in court, Marvel would just say like, okay... We're willing to give you guys X amount of cash if you guys drop this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Most likely, that's what'll end up happening. And of course, Marvel gets the money.
0: They do. I mean, Papa
1: is now Disney. I mean, and Disney Marvel gets the money.
0: Disney is the biggest entertainment company in the world.
1: Arguably, yeah.
0: <laughs> I yep. mean. Next to Apple, probably.
1: Oh, Apple's tech. It's not really entertainment. Uh, Yeah. Unless you count their whole Apple TV Plus. Well, Disney. Disney
0: is one of the biggest companies. Yeah,
1: without a doubt. Absolutely. In other news, Knights of the Zodiac. You know that's one of my favorite animes of all time.
0: Knights of the Zodiac, Saint Seiya. Saint Seiya,
1: yeah. So apparently, it is getting uh, a live action film treatment.
0: Yes, this you already yes. told me, yes.
1: I did tell you. And uh, it's being um, produced by Toei Animation,
0: the, or by the Toei people, Studios
1: or whatever, the people who like created them. Which you know?
0: that means hopefully it would be good, because so, it's man. created by the people that created the anime. Yeah. Like, th- those people know. <laughs> like, they know.
1: Yeah, you know. they would, like, you would think that they would enforce being loyal to like the core of the characters and the story Mm -hmm. and all that a lot of people hopefully they do that the truth is that knights of the zodiac like if it was just kind of adapted almost verbatim like almost exactly as it is in the anime Mm -hmm. immediately it would be a very original sounding concept would it yeah, absolutely. Like, there's there's nothing really like it out there.
0: Like, all of them... I mean, they... Oh, I never realized that the reason it's called Knights of the Zodiac is because they are, like... Each
1: representing a Zodiac sign? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, like, the, the, in a nutshell, like, the best way that I can explain it is that Knights of the Zodiac is basically, like... Um, there is a reincarnation of the goddess Athena. hmm And... That coincides with, like, these dark forces that are rising. All of this has uh, Greek mythology in the backdrop. At yeah. least during the first few seasons. And dark forces are trying to destroy Athena because they know that Athena is the only one that can stop the dark forces from rising, right? Yeah. And so, uh, to protect her, the cosmos are basically, like, summoning up these warriors and... Are th- different them,
0: zodiac signs?
1: Yeah, and giving them... The powers, these armors, yeah, armors, these yeah. bronze armors that are super powered by like the cosmic force of a constellation, <laughs> yeah. Pegasus, Andromeda, Swan, etc and these guys are like rising up in power to protect Athena right mm-hmm. but there's so much mystery to that and each of them are like recruited when they're tiny kids and they're sent off to these different parts of the world to train under different masters yeah and each of them has completely different training conditions some of them are like really honorable training combat that sort of thing others are like hellish abusive combat training
0: uh, other, others are basically just guy uppercuts waterfall <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: And so every one of them has like a, a very different journey that they go on, and then they come together when they're like late teenagers or something like that, mm-hmm. and that's when they when the adventure really begins. So it's been described as a as a as an origin story. This movie that they're that they're making, and apparently it's already in production. It's been in production apparently for a bit, um, and uh, the casting. The majority of the main characters—they're not actors that I recognize—but I like the look of it because also *Knights of the Zodiac* has something in particular in it's that it does have people from all over the world. So even though so, it's an anime, it's not all Japanese people that are technically yeah, supposed to be there. Yeah. So,
0: so they wouldn't just have to get all Japanese people. Yeah, no. Like they, they'll actually be able to—they'll they, actually be able to have some flexibility with this
1: one. Yeah, yeah, they will. So, uh, so it's gonna be interesting, man. Um, I, again, this is to me this is a property that that means a lot because it was like what's your favorite anime right now
0: um right now
1: like the one that you just can't can't stop watching yeah yeah pretty much
0: (laughs) it's that's probably to me
1: to me it's like that it was that for me Mm -hmm. you know
0: like say maybe MHA Mm-hmm. You know, they so say it is is like that anime.
1: Yeah, absolutely. For me, it was man, and, and it, it was something that I just became like obsessed with. Me and my friends in Colombia, mm-hmm. um, it was it was a, like the one thing that we never missed every single day when you know when we got home from school. Yeah. So um, so I hope that they do it justice. I understand just like with any adaptation of any kind of property, they have to change some things and adapt some things to make it you know marketable and to make it adaptable for a big screen or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever the cases i'm looking forward to it man i i really hope that that it ends up um doing good because if they do that could be a really long franchise <laughs> like marvel style long
0: i mean honestly if you think about it how can they make an anime movie
1: mm-hmm.
0: when when animes have seasons and seasons and seasons right. like how can they just make one
1: yeah <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. And the fact that they're saying that is a real origin story makes me think there's like very clear separations in in, in the anime. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Knights of the Zodiac, like very clear stages. Mm-hmm. Um, like and,
0: ver- like arcs?
1: Yeah, yeah. Like at the beginning you think that the only thing that's happen- that, that that's happening is all these warriors with bronze armors that are returning to this place. That sent them off to be trained in the first place. Mm -hmm. And then a tournament begins between all these warriors. Yeah. And they're competing for this golden armor of Sagittarius. And you're like, oh, that's cool. Like, that's, you know, whoever gets that is the the ultimate warrior.
0: Sagittarius is probably, like, the most, like, almost everybody I know is Sagittarius. Really? There's a lot of Sagittarius's in my school. Uh, Are you sure about that? Yes.
1: (laughs) Interesting. But anyway, yeah. So there's, um, there's like a that that whole thing is could be in one movie, even two movies, really. Mm-hmm. Like everything leading up to who, someone winning the army of uh, the armor of Sagittarius. Does
0: someone eventually win it?
1: No. Really? because it's interrupted by what will be the next stage oh. which is these dark clones of these warriors who are head headed by or led by the Phoenix warrior mm-hmm. and then that's an entire thing and then comes uh, the saga of the silver armor warriors which no one knew existed like these guys didn't know existed it's a whole nother tier like up oh, beyond, above them that's
0: kind of like in the um in the game that we have
1: yeah exactly like we
0: see we see that there are people that yeah. have different armors
1: that's right yeah in the game you go above above. above you go through those levels Mm -hmm. and then eventually you get to like the saga of the 12 houses of the golden knights and you realize like no wait the sagittarius arbor wasn't one there's 11 other of these armors Mm -hmm. each one of those is protected by one warrior that that protects this one house wait and they're all lining up above leading to a mountain and and the main one is the Gemini Knight and like anyway I I can sit here and talk for hours about this thing (laughs) (laughs) but that's not what the subject of the podcast episode is so um let's just say that there is a lot of films that they could create out mm-hmm. of this thing
0: like they can make a film for each arc
1: they really could yeah yeah and they could end up oh god yeah with with like dozens of, of movies they really could <laughs> so it's really awesome it's a really cool world to play within it's a pretty original with an anime uh tropes it's pretty original in my opinion uh so i'm excited for it all right last bit of news Right before we recorded this video, we watched a real peculiar peculiar, uh, Netflix trailer.
0: (laughs) Escaping the
1: Undertaker. Escape the Undertaker. So, based on the trailer, it's an interactive (laughs) experience, kind of like Bender Snatch. That the that Netflix did a couple years back.
0: What what was that?
1: Bandersnatch. It was supposed to be like a special episode of um, of uh, Black Mirror.
0: Oh, there are so many other interactives than in that. Oh really? Yeah, there are like dozens of Okay, other whatever. Ones. This is
1: the one that I've played. That yeah. I the only one that I've used. And uh, and it's kinda like a choose your own adventure thing, right? Yeah. Right, so this is another thing like that. Mm-hmm. But it's themed around the WWE, and then the New Day, (laughs) (laughs) the tag team, the New Day knocks on his door and from the moment they walk in it seems like the adventure begins and you have to make different decisions what room do you head into where you go (laughs) and like I guess the other takers trying to keep them from stealing his urn
0: yeah I don't know why they're trying to steal his urn
1: Uh, they're going like old school with that (laughs) (laughs)
0: like the the urn was like an arc from a while ago
1: yeah like early 2000s I think the, the urn stopped being a thing
0: yeah so they're
1: taking it back to that and the new day is like Like, yeah, you know, we know that the power of the urn and the power of positivity together, blah, 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 whatever. (laughs) So, uh, how do you feel about it? What do you think?
0: I mean, I think when it comes out, it would be a fun experience to play at least. Probably. But, I mean.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's weird, right? Yeah. Like, it's it's the last thing that I would have ever expected for several reasons. Number one. This is something that I would have expected the WWE doing on their own platforms. Mm-hmm. So, like, the WWE Network is no more, unfortunately. Even though I really think that they should have stuck with keeping that on its own. But, WWE Network? Yeah. Like, the WWE Network that where you could go and, like, find all the, you know, archives of all the WWE oh. history and all that. Mm-hmm. Now that is part of Peacock. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so like now, if you want to see the WWE Network and the and the uh, pay per view shows and all that, you got to do it through Peacock. Mm-hmm. Which is to me, it's just so weird. It, like I can't get myself to feel like that's. A normal thing. I don't know. It just lost its branding to me. You know, yeah. like it really had such a such a such a recognition the WWE Network. But I'm sure that they had financial reasons for doing it. I think that's something that they did in the middle of the pandemic. I don't know if it was because of the pandemic or if they were already planning it. But the point is, Peacock is a competitor of Netflix, mm-hmm. without a doubt.
0: I mean, it's not really doing a great job.
1: Peacock. I don't know. I can't say because I don't. I don't. Spend, I don't spend enough time on there.
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't think really anything can. Well, can like do good at competing with Netflix. Netflix.
1: Oh, Disney Plus is doing pretty decently. HBO yeah. Max is doing decently. Yeah, those are doing good.
0: Those are those are too. But
1: Peacock to me it feels kind of messy. I think also because they're they're still trying to keep like the whole live TV going on because they're tied obviously to NBC. Mm -hmm. So I just think that Peacock is probably still going through like an identity crisis and figuring itself out, and it will figure itself out. I'm pretty sure. But for now, it's just not something that appeals to me at all. Mm -hmm. The Office is like the only thing that I would (laughs) that you would
0: go on Peacock for. Yeah,
1: really, it's like the only thing. Or they're gonna release like an exclusive film on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I did with Paramount Plus to go watch some Mark Wahlberg movie that ended up being bad. Anyway, um, but yeah, considering that Peacock is a competitor of of Netflix, like it's really weird to me that WWE is doing this with Netflix. It makes me wonder like how exclusive they're going to end up being because they do also um, air their shows a the day after on Hulu. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like they're all over the place in that yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, so that's one reason why it seems weird. The other reason why it seems weird, obviously, is like the pairing of The Undertaker and The, the New Day. hmm I don't know how you feel about that. I guess... <laughs> are you... I mean, that they... Is weird to you at all?
0: They did, do that wa- they did do that one thing where they were like, and we will say a final goodbye to the dead man. Before he uh, gave his whack retirement speech, whatever that
1: was. The New Day said that? Yeah. Like, in the trailer?
0: No, 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 no. Oh. But, like, before The Undertaker oh. went out oh. and did whatever whatever he did. I he see, didn't I see. He didn't really do anything.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just an odd pairing. But I guess at the same time, they're two of the biggest IP properties that they have. The New Day is, mm-hmm. you know, huge. As little as I like them, because mm-hmm. I really don't like them. I can recognize that they're, you know, one of the most popular teams ever, yeah. hands down.
0: I mean, obviously, I like them. Uh, clearly,
1: <laughs> you do. <laughs> Um, the Undertaker, of course, you know, is like one of the biggest, you know, names wrestling in wrestling. And that in one, history. you actually like that one. I love. Uh, so it just seems like an odd pairing, but uh, but it's kind of cool to see the Undertaker almost like a villain. It seems like he mm-hmm. was kind of like a slasher villain, Yeah. almost like appearing out of nowhere, scary movie type of thing.
0: Like Mando like, with that one crew.
1: Yeah, yeah, like hunting <laughs> them down. That was that was kind of like the vibe. Uh, and like the Undertaker apparently has like a morgue inside his house.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and then and then
1: Biggie is like, of, of course. would have a morgue. He's the Undertaker. Yeah,
0: Xavier's like, why does this guy have a morgue in his house? And then Biggie's like, he's the Undertaker.
1: (laughs) So uh, I'll definitely check it out. I'll definitely play through it uh, once or twice and see what it's like. And I guess we'll give our review here whenever it comes out. October 2nd or something like that. So it's kind of around the corner. Alright, that concludes our news and reviews section for this week. And uh, we're going to go ahead and take a break. And When we come back, we're going to get into our loyal piece of hardware Lists. Yeah. Looking forward to this. Stay tuned. So Joshua, you're a guy who likes audiobooks, right? You're an Audible guy.
0: I very much am.
1: What are you listening to these days, son?
0: This Halo audiobook. Halo. <laughs> yeah. So I I am not an Xbox guy. I right. am very much a PlayStation guy. And but one thing that I think is interesting about Xbox is Halo. It's it's definitely its most popular game.
1: It is for sure on Xbox. So this was like your way as a PlayStation guy to dive into the Halo world without having to go through the trouble of purchasing an Xbox. Uh
0: It's a great book. Nice. Like it's gotten me pretty interested.
1: Would you recommend? uh, diving into video game and comic book and other sci-fi worlds in the form of audiobooks.
0: Yeah, I think you can learn a lot about your favorite subjects if you go on Audible.
1: Here around these parts we love us some Audible. And if you've never tried it out, we definitely, definitely recommend that you do. You can check out your very first Audible book for absolutely free on us by going over to audibletrial.com slash G101. Again, that's Audible audibletrial.com slash g101 put in your information you get your very first book for free and then after that if you decide to stick around you'll be helping out the show so again head on over to audibletrial.com slash g101 and enjoy your first book free on us we love you 3000
0: and we're back and we're ready to talk about our favorite pieces of weaponry machinery and technology that sci-fi heroes have
1: yes sir so we uh we each made a list Mm -hmm. and uh we're not gonna go in any particular like order this isn't ranking them. yeah we're we're not
0: gonna do bad to bad to good good to bad
1: yeah and the other thing is that this is based out of fandom our fandom Mm -hmm. it's based out of stuff that we like yeah uh We know that there's probably a whole bunch of stuff out there. Like, you know, Doctor Who fans, you're probably going to be like, oh, but what about the retardists or whatever? I don't know, TARDIS, the... You know, and the screwdriver, uh, magical screwdriver thing. You're probably going to so I probably offended a lot of people just guys, now because there's a lot of Doctor Who fans out there. You guys are
0: probably going to be like people who are, who are into stuff that we're not into yeah. are probably going to be like, how dare you not include the phaser from Star Trek? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I guess so. So sorry uh, if we leave out any pieces of important machinery or hardware from fandom that we do not partake in. But we can only talk about what we know. Yeah. So let's go ahead and start it off. Why don't you start it off? Give me uh, one of your first ones. And again, no particular order. We're just gonna kind of, you know, shoot one e- one at a time and talk about them.
0: Yeah. So about that, I mean, nah, I'm pretty sure that even though if if we if we have a piece of hardware that you guys don't really know that too much about, um, the other person. Doesn't have to know too much about it either. So my first loyal piece of hardware is the Royal Protector's Blade from Dishonored. What now? The Royal Protector's Blade from Dishonored. Okay. <laughs> so it's basically a sword that the main character Corvo has. Okay. Um, and he's the Royal Protector of the Empress to protect her from assassins and stuff. Right. And so the what the, what makes the sword interesting is that it folds in into the handle.
1: It folds into the handle. So it's like a switchblade?
0: Not really. It can like so there's there's certain kind of levels of it. So it can kind of like go down, down. It it goes down into the handle. It doesn't it doesn't like switch up.
1: Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha.
0: But it's pretty so cool. So it's
1: retractable.
0: Yeah. it's But like it a, can
1: ha- it can retract at different levels?
0: Yeah, it's like a retractable baton, kind of, except it's okay. a sword. And, Interesting. And this is his main weapon that he always uses, except for the final mission of Dishonored One, mm-hmm. where where he uses a whaler sword, which is... I, I won't get into it. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's too complicated.
1: So why is it, like, is it, like, that intrinsic to him? Like, he he, he wouldn't be the same without that weapon?
0: I feel like I feel like he wouldn't really be I feel like people wouldn't really think of him the same because that, that piece of that piece of weaponry, like that that's really kinda one of the things that gives him the ability of being cool. <laughs>
1: Alright. Fair enough. All right, so is that it for that one?
0: Yeah, think All right.
1: so. My first one, I'm gonna throw in the Web shooters. Spider-Man's web shooters.
0: How did I not... You out. didn't have that one? <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I almost missed that one. And then I'm like, wait, there's nothing about Spider-Man. I'm like, oh yeah, the web shooters. Because <laughs> like, really, you know, is Spider-Man really the same without being able to swing around New York City?
0: No, definitely. He's not.
1: definitely not. And unless you're Toby Maguire Spider Man who disgustingly shoots it from his own body, <laughs> you're gonna uh you're gonna you're gonna need to throw those on whenever you're gonna leave, you know, to go fight crime
0: it's best not to think about what it's made of to- right. tommy Maguire's. uh but and yet webs? here we
1: are thinking about it why are you bringing this up it's disgusting I mean You're maybe so it's nasty. maybe
0: it's made out of his poop
1: oh uh, what <laughs> Oh, that's nasty, mind <laughs> you. That would be very efficient use of like, waste, but that's disgusting. Uh, anyway, okay. so yeah, the, the the web shooters. I think it I mean that's a loyal piece of hardware, right
0: there. I mean, yeah. He
1: tr- he literally puts his life on the line, you know, with mm-hmm. those things like, every single time. If you one trust them blindly. If
0: if one of them malfunctioned mm-hmm. by Peter Parker, yeah. Now Aunt May is gonna go to your
1: funeral. Yeah. And we've seen it happen too, like in the comics, there's a bunch of times when that happens and and it's really, really yeah, and one of the one of the you know things about spider man that doesn't make him like uh, uh invulnerable or no not invulnerable, but um unbeatable, let's mm-hmm. say is the fact that like he could run out of web shooters like mm-hmm. if he just happens to be in a fight where he has to use a ton of webbing he could very easily run out and he carries some extras you know he does? to yeah to replace the cartridges but again if it's like a very intense day a very intense mission or whatever it is or a fight mm-hmm. he could run out of these things and it happens often in in the comics at least um and it's like a reality that he has to deal with now he yeah. can, of course he can stick to walls and he has all his agility and and uh superhuman strength and all that stuff but still like He loses one of the main things that makes him Spider-Man. So, yeah, web shooters is is definitely uh, somewhere at the top of my list. What's your next one?
0: My next one is another one from Dishonored.
1: Are you serious right now?
0: This is the last Dishonored one. This guy with Dishonored, oh my god! This is the last Dishonored one.
1: Uh Uh-huh. So,
0: it's another one from the main character, Corvo Watano. Okay. And it is his royal protector mask.
1: Okay, okay. So,
0: this mask definitely makes him who he is. Right, um, why? Every, every mission that he goes on, he puts it on so that he doesn't get recognized. But really, a, not a lot of people know what Corvo's face looks like. Mm-hmm. And one of the only things they can identify him by is either his folding sword or his mask. Okay,
1: but aside from the aesthetics of it, like, obviously, I must give him a certain look, right? Like, like any mask gives any masked character a certain look. But yeah. what does the mask do?
0: Um, It has the ability to zoom in and tag people.
1: Oh, is this like a telescoping type thing?
0: Yes, it has a telescope, but also it provides a layer of protection, obviously. Right, right. And, I mean, it is looks... Is it made out of metal? Yeah, it is. Okay. And one of his friends in the first game, um, Pietro, mm-hmm. he built it for him... Um, because he's, he was part of the loyalists mm-hmm. because this guy named Dowd killed the empress and whatever, whatever,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: they made that mask for him so that any mission that he went on to take out any targets that were, uh, like trying to assist the assassination of the empress Right. so that he could, you know, beat them up and not be recognized.
1: Okay. Fair. Well, since you brought up a mask, I'll, I'll, I'll bring you up a mask too. What do you think I'm going to say? Come on, I'll give you a chance. Try to guess. Iron Man? Nope. Come on, come on, try to guess. What you got? Batman? What you got? Nope. Predator.
0: Oh! <laughs>
1: the Predator mask slash helmet. So, like, Predator, when you really think about it, Predator's a good a good warrior without the mask, right? Like, mm. with, honestly, without any of his weapons, they're trying to be warriors. Yeah. But the amount of stuff that he's able to control and do with his helmet with his mask is like pretty substantial so like that that helmet helps him control the gun on his shoulder it helps him you know control um i think his retractable blade like it Does it, it? it gives him all sorts of vision in different spectrums mm-hmm. right lets you see like you know thermal vision night vision you know infrared that sort of thing
0: it also lets him see uh alien vision
1: yeah and so, like, there's so much of that that he uses that helmet for. Clearly, the helmet seems like is what helps him translate people, like, like speaking, repeat mm-hmm. other people's thing. Like, he records it, I guess. I don't know. But um, it's it's pretty intrinsic, right? Like, it's pretty essential to Predator.
0: Yeah. He, like, he needs it.
1: Yeah. And you know that when Predator takes off his mask.
0: He's going to bite you.
1: <laughs> like, he's ready to basically die in battle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, either he's about to do his detonation self destruct thing. Yeah. Or it's like he ran out of fuel or whatever for his gun. Like, he's just ready to do hand to hand combat. It's on.
0: And he could probably, uh, honestly, he could probably, he wouldn't even need his detonation thing. Like, in hand to hand combat, he could beat a dude. Yeah, there's up. a lot
1: of people that he could take on for sure. And I think the iconic look. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, yes, of course, Predator's face without the mask is very iconic. Like Mm -hmm. That's about as unique as you can get when it comes to, like, alien faces in in movies. But I think that the mask with the dreadlock tendril things... The dreadlocks look so cool. It's just, like, this really cool look, because that mask is awesome, man. (laughs) That mask looks so freaking cool. So I think that that is a loyal piece of hardware. It helps him fight better, hunt better. It helps him, you know, just do his job better. Um, and, like, when he's without it, he really loses a lot of different capabilities that, that this thing gives him. Yeah. So that would be my number two. What's your number three?
0: My number three is the Mjolnir armor from Halo.
1: Mjolnir? Oh.
0: So okay. the the Mjolnir armor is, is, is the Is that ar- just
1: the armor that you see, like, Master Chief wearing all the time?
0: Yeah, it's the armor that every Spartan, too, wears. Spartans are... Um, are the elite force of warriors that Chief is a part of?
1: Okay, gotcha. I Xbox mean, sucks. Uh
0: uh-huh. Honestly, I mean, he's not match Chief without it. Oh really? Because Xbox what, sucks. What? Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Well, what? What was that? I mean, some of the games on Xbox could 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 not suck while Xbox still sucks.
1: I keep talking about the armor. What, uh, what okay. else about the armor? <laughs> go ahead.
0: So it Xbox is made. Sucks. Shut up God, talk
1: about the armor. Okay, Go, so
0: it's made of titanium alloy.
1: Yeah.
0: And and before he puts the armor on, mm-hmm. um, he actually puts on kind of a um a I forgot what it's made of, but he puts on a black kind of bodysuit. Okay. And then he puts the armor on. But since it's titanium, it will be very, very heavy. Right. So he has well. Every every United Nations Space Command member mm-hmm. has a chip in the back of their neck.
1: Okay, not sucks. <laughs> Uh-huh. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, the chip in the back of the neck. Keep going, man. So, so I'm getting distracted. Jesus.
0: So Chief has that too, but what the chip allows him to do mm-hmm. is it connects him to the armor. Yeah. And so whenever he makes a movement, the armor translates it into what it thinks he's gonna do. Okay. So so if he so if he tries to do like if he raises his hand a little bit to try to do a punch, mm-hmm. it would just like punch automatically. I see. And it's just uh, honestly, I mean, when you think about Master Chief, you think about that green armor.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's kind of like Metroid. Like, you never yeah. really envision that character without that armor.
0: Mm, like, that, the, the armor is the character.
1: Right, right. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. That one, that one, That's a good one. Uh, let's see. I'm going to throw in the next one. I'm going to go with... I'm trying to go with the less obvious ones. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> there's, like, some really, really obvious ones. Um, I'm gonna wear Blades of Chaos from Kray- uh, for Kratos. <gasps> Let's go, God of War.
0: I love the Blades of. They're so much Heck better yeah. than the axe. <laughs> they they're are. so much. They're so much more OP.
1: Yeah, those that weapon right there, man. Not only, not only do they have like uh, a very closely tied story to Kratos' story, right? Uh
0: huh.
1: Like he got them as part of his story. It wasn't just like his weapon of choice from a wall full of weapons or something. Mm-hmm. Like no, that is he was granted that by who was it ares i think, I think it, it was ares was. yeah and 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 it, it was both like a weapon but also like a like a symbol of his curse almost mm-hmm.
0: and like they <laughs> they um they they burned the chains onto his arms yeah so yeah. that so that like he couldn't take them <laughs> off yeah. and then we see in god of war yeah, in God of War 4 it is, right. technically. Um, we see him finally letting go, and we see him like not scared to reveal his past why yeah. by, by letting the bandages go off and seeing the burn marks on his arms. Yeah,
1: and I, I love that about, the, about that game, the latest God of War game. I love the fact that they started him off with the axe. What is mm-hmm. it called again?
0: The axe of peace.
1: <laughs> get out of here. No.
0: It? it was the f- anyway, whatever, Frost Axe? Yeah, yeah, something
1: like that. Um, so it Leviathan a- Axe. Leviathan Axe. There you go. Uh, it starts him off with a Leviathan Axe, and, and it's cool to fight with that axe. You I know? mean, yeah. It's fun. But I love the fact that the story takes him, has to take him right back to needing the, the Blades of Chaos again.
0: Mm-hmm, because and so it
1: becomes this really exciting moment in the game when you realize, like, oh my god, I'm getting to play with the Blades of Chaos. In that, that uh, one
0: scene... Where he where he's unwrapping the blades yeah. of chaos and you just see them it's like oh, oh so cool man
1: <laughs> it's just beautiful because it's a beautiful moment because uh you know it's like you're if you played the God of War games from before mm-hmm. that's all you had like that was your main yeah. thing you know what I mean so you were so used to using that that it for me. It was kind of weird when I finally played this game, the uh-huh. latest one. It was kind of weird to like use Kratos with this axe. Yeah. Um, but whatever, I got used to it. But man, when I went back to being able to use the Blades of Chaos, oh, you, just just, you of can just can just
0: wreck enemies yes. with those things. So awesome! Especially cool ice weapon. enemies.
1: Oh yeah, ice enemies
0: sure. like they can
1: yeah. they die from that. No doubt. So yeah, to me, Kratos is is just not the same yeah. without those Blades of Chaos. They are a loyal piece of hardware. All right, next one. Go ahead.
0: My next loyal piece of hardware is the cryptographic sequencer.
1: I'm sorry, what'd you say there?
0: Batman, um, Batman Arkham Asylum, Batman <laughs> Arkham City.
1: <laughs> wow, that's a, that's a deep cut, man. The
0: cryptographic <laughs> Holy sequencer. <cow>. Okay. <laughs> that <laughs> so, is a deep cut. Literally, all I need to say for this is honestly you could not beat Batman Ark- Arkham Asylum without the cryptographic sequencer.
1: I kind of agree.
0: I mean, you need it.
1: Yeah. Like, there are areas There's where... There's so much stuff that you have to open with that thing and uh-huh. like, decode and yeah. frequencies you gotta like tune. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> like you need this to be able to beat the yeah. game. Yeah.
1: That's really funny, man. I-, I never thought about that as like as as an important thing because like there's so much that Batman is able to do mm-hmm. like in comics and movies and stuff like that but you never stop to think about how he does it you mm-hmm. know how does he break into places how does he hack into things mm-hmm. you know all that stuff and, and, but and then, that game really does put you like behind the scenes. Yeah, almost. like <laughs> you're the
0: one who does the breaking into. Yeah, yeah. Like you see all the gadgets that he uses and stuff. Yeah,
1: and one of the things that I love about about that device and a couple of other devices that he uses in the uh, in that in those games mm-hmm. is that those games do a very good job of painting Batman as that detective. Mm-hmm. You know, the world's greatest detective. And detectives have tools. They do. They have tools that they use, and that's a perfect example of one. So, yeah, within, like, the Arkhamverse, I got to agree, man. That's a pretty loyal piece of hardware. Yeah. That's a good uh, I bet a, you didn't expect pick. me to
0: say the cryptographic I, sequence. I
1: didn't. I, I, I'll I be honest. I had the Batmobile for Batman, but that's, like, so <laughs> obvious. Yeah. You beat me. You beat me as far as deep cuts. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. All right. Um. right. Let's see. The next one. Let's see if you had this one. All right. Ghostbusters, the proton packs.
0: I did have that. Yeah, you did? <laughs> yeah.
1: Get the heck They're out.
0: Literally, look, look at it on my list. Look at it. Oh, look at my it.
1: God. Okay, fine. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm impressed. I'm impressed.
0: Well, I mean, now we can just say it as one, right?
1: Yes. The proton bet pa- You're supposed to say yeah. it as one. The, the proton, proton packs.
0: packs. Now, the Ghostbusters, they need this to capture ghosts. No
1: doubt. Like, yeah.
0: they, they couldn't capture ghosts without they it. They couldn't. Like, they need it to suck their ghosts into their guns. Yeah, into the trap. And the trap
1: is kind of like an honorable mention because obviously the proton packs let them capture them and neutralize them, but it's really the trap that, like, yeah, the trap
0: that holds them.
1: Yeah, without the trap, they're kind of, yeah.
0: Are you troubled by weird, by strange noises in the middle of the night?
1: Call 1 800 Ghostbusters. (laughs) 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 Oh, no, who are you going to call? Um, But, yeah, the proton packs. And, of course, like, big threats come along. You just combine. You cross the streams, man. You cross the streams. Cross the streams. And and then big, bad explosions happen. Yeah. I love it, man. Proton packs. And also, aesthetically, just, like, based on the looks, what are the Ghostbusters without... The I proton packs—they look like janitors or something.
0: <laughs> yeah, their, their <laughs> jumpsuits literally look like they would be janitors with, and then they weirdly customized it with a picture of yeah. a ghost in a in an X. Right.
1: Yeah, there is really like no separating the Ghostbusters from those proton packs. They're, I mean, they're, they're part of their identity. When
0: you think of one of the Ghostbusters, you think of a guy in a jumpsuit with that logo. Yeah. And then you think of uh, the weird backpack, and yeah. then you think of the gun.
1: Yeah, and it's so iconic. That you could just actually take a black box and put it on someone's back, yeah, and a and a, and a cable and tie it to like uh, I don't know, like the 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 handle of uh, of a handheld vacuum cleaner, or something. <laughs> and there immediately people have an image in your head. Like, there's no confusing that. No one's gonna mm. look at that and be like, "What is that? Is that like a flamethrower?" No, <laughs> it is a proton pack. Okay, it's a
0: proton pack. <laughs> yes,
1: there, it, it, without a doubt, it's unmistakable. That was a good one. All right, go ahead and give me your next one.
0: My next one is The Hidden Blade.
1: The Hidden Blade.
0: You had this one, didn't you?
1: Absolutely, I did. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah.
0: This is one of the most iconic little pieces of hardware.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, the hidden blade is 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 like it defines Assassin's Creed and that whole mythology. I know like, when you really... when you think
0: of Assassin's Creed, you think of a dope guy with a hood, and then and then you just imagine and then you picture like his his arm tensing and the blade coming out. Like, come on!
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, Assassin's Creed hidden blade like that is very very iconic. <laughs> I honestly can't recall ever having seen a weapon like that
0: like anywhere it, else so aside from different. Assassin's Creed. It's so different. It's so unique. Well, there is there is a weapon that the Doom Slayer has in Doom. What do you mean? He basically has a hidden blade except instead of on his instead of under his arm, it's like on This isn't where? uh in
1: Doom. Oh, in Doom, in Doom. Okay. Okay, my turn. Um next one I'll toss at you is the Sword of Omens. What is that from? From ThunderCats. It's Leo Leonel's sword.
0: What is that
1: what is Thundercats?
0: What is Thundercats?
1: The dudes well, who are, like, half human, half tigers or lions or whatever?
0: I, I've heard of that. I just don't really.
1: Okay, so they're basically, they came from another planet, and, like, they came to, like, seek refuge on Earth, but uh, it's an, a version of Earth that is all destroyed, like, post-apocalyptic or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, they get here, and they have to fight against the forces of Skeletor, just kidding not Skeletor <laughs> <laughs> against the forces of uh, Mumra
0: is he Skeletor <laughs>
1: he's a mummy
0: yeah yeah he's Skeletor
1: he's sort of Skeletor-ish uh, and then they have to like fight and like Skeletor controls a whole bunch of reptiles cause I <laughs> reptile- sorry not Skeletor Mumra Controls a whole bunch of reptiles, so the reptiles have now like taken over the earth, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so there's like humanoid reptiles, sure. and um, so anyway, so there's battle between the reptiles and the cats, the big cats sort w- of thing.
0: W- whatever you say, but so
1: Liono, Liono has this sword. Liono, yes, has this sword that is starts off kind of short, mm-hmm. but then he's like, uh, you know, thunder, 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 thundercats, ho! Oh! And then the sword grows <laughs> and becomes really long, like a broadsword, and There's this icon in the middle, which is, like, basically the Thundercat logo. Mm -hmm. It's, like, a cat, like a panther or whatever head. And it turns bright red. And that sword is, like, super powerful. It has, like, very convenient powers. Like, it can let him see far away into wherever.
0: What?
1: Yeah, it it lets him see. Kind of like, what's this dude in the Marvel Cinematic Universe who can see anywhere?
0: Oh. From um, Thor? Idris Elba.
1: Yeah, his character. (laughs) Uh, like that dude, he can kind of like he has a sight through. Mm-hmm. He has to look through the holes in the hat in the crossbar of the sword, <laughs> and he sees through. And then it, the sword itself has like power, and it has shoots lasers and things. It's yeah very convenient weapon, but it's very iconic. And Lionel just, I almost feel like he wouldn't be Lionel without that sword. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think most people would agree. Like that sword is pretty pretty dang important. In the show. It's kind of like the thing that saves the day all the time. Mm-hmm. At the end of every episode.
0: Kind of like the sword of power.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I guess with the exception. I think that I actually had the sword of power in my list. So, so did I, I. But I think that the sword of power might actually be more important to He-Man. Than than the than the sword of omens to, to Lionel. I because mean, at least Lionel is like his normal self. Always. I,
0: I had the power sword.
1: Yeah, me too. So, let's talk about the power sword.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, the power sword, I mean, what do I need to say about it, honestly? I mean,
1: it's the by thing, the it's power
0: a, of Grayskull,
1: yeah.
0: I have the power.
1: Like, without that, He-Man can't become He-Man, right? I mean, yeah. Uh, Prince uh, Adam can't become He-Man.
0: I mean, technically, in the old show... He basically has this, he, he looks the same. He's the same amount of muscular.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is kind of weird, isn't it? But
0: in the new <laughs> show, he's actually skinnier.
1: Yeah, he's like scrawny and then he's he slimmer. becomes big. Yeah. Yeah, uh, which I think makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Right? Because then you got kind of like a Superman Clark Kent thing. Mm-hmm.
0: Like,
1: really? Y'all don't recognize He-Man from, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from Prince Adam? Just because he put on like different clothes? Okay. Uh,
0: okay, Zoomer.
1: Yeah, sure, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else to say about the Sword of Power?
0: Um, I have the power!
1: All right, then. Uh, all right, I'm going to throw you another one here, taking it into the world of DC. And that is the Lasso of Truth.
0: I did not have that. All right. <laughs>
1: the Lasso of Truth is, of course, the lasso used by Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Pretty convenient lasso as well. Yeah. That thing, not only does it have the power of, like, whoever's touching it is compelled to say the truth. Mm-hmm. Like they have no choice. They just start speaking the truth. But also, it's, like, apparently super strong. Yeah. This thing can, you know, tie up any villain. It can uh, tie up even Superman, I believe. It can? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've seen Superman getting tied up with that. and um, And then it's, like... I don't know, in the movie, the latest Wonder Woman movie, she used it to like ride the lightning bolts.
0: Oh yeah, that was weird. Somehow
1: <laughs> Which okay.
0: She was like flying and she was and she like used it to like latch onto a lightning bolt, which is just electricity, so that made no sense. Yeah. And I'm like what?
1: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, very powerful thing, very iconic to Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. I don't, I wouldn't go as far as saying that without the Lasso of Truth, Wonder Woman wouldn't be Wonder Woman. But that is by far, I think, the most iconic thing that yeah. she has, like as far, as far as hardware.
0: I mean, when you think of Wonder Woman, I know I've said this a lot in this episode, but mm-hmm. when you think of Wonder Woman, you think of Wonder Woman, and then you just see the Lasso of Truth at her hip.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, it's pretty much how it is. All right, so that's that's mine. Uh, go ahead, give me your next one.
0: Let's see. My next one is the Animus. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Assassin's Creed okay. Animus. Now yeah. this this tool, this machine, isn't really it doesn't it it's not useful to one person. Yeah. It's useful to groups. Yes. So it's, uh, the two groups that it's useful to, it's useful to, um,
1: the Abstergo. The Assassins and Templars? Yeah,
0: it's useful to Abstergo, and it's useful to the Assassins. Yeah. I mean, they need this, I mean, Abstergo, they want it to to be able to find, to go back and find the different pieces of Eden. Mm-hmm. And the assassins use it to go back into their assassin ancestors and try to find the pieces of Ian before uh, their Templars do.
1: Yeah. I, w- I would say that this is like more, it's a piece of hardware that's crucial to the franchise.
0: I mean, without the, you know, the like franchise, without that, there it is wouldn't...
1: no concept of, of, of the franchise. Right? I mean,
0: in most of the, in like all of the games, like when you're, when you're back in time mm-hmm. and you're playing as an assassin. Yeah. You're in the Animus. Yeah, for sure. Like, most of the game, when you're back in time, which is most of the game, Mm -hmm. you're in the Animus.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, that's interesting. So, like, the way that the Hidden Blade is so iconic to the Assassin characters individually, Mm -hmm. the The Animus animus is crucial to the series itself, to, like, Mm -hmm. the entire uh, franchise. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. All right, my next one, the Arc Reactor.
0: How did I know?
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> I think when you think of Iron Man you immediately think of the iron the, the armor, right?
0: I mean, I I kind of thought of his thing.
1: Okay, his, his repulsor. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I <sighs> But no, the 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 truth is that uh, the arc reactor at least in the MCU, right? I'm mm-hmm. talking specifically about the MCU, the arc reactor is what makes all of it possible. Yeah. You know, like that is the very first thing that you know, when he built it the box with a box of scraps in the cave. That's <laughs> the very first thing he built, if you remember.
0: I know. He didn't start building yeah. the
1: armor first, like the He arc made that so that he made. could
0: survive. Yeah. Without the arc reactor, he would be dead.
1: Yeah, the arc reactor is what what powered the magnet now that is like keeping the shrapnel from his heart. And that is also what would power the suit of the Mark One.
0: Yeah.
1: And then that the arc reactor has just evolved from there, right? Like the he, Mark
0: One sucks.
1: What? How dare you you're sleeping in the balcony tonight?
0: <laughs> we don't um, have a balcony.
1: We do. It's just we're first floor, but still a balcony out there. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, the the arc reactor is like from beginning to end, he never stops using an arc reactor. That is what powers Iron Tech.
0: Yeah, he and, needs and it from a, box scraps.
1: And for a minute there. I had written Iron Tech. Really? Because without Iron Tech, like Iron Man is not Iron Man, right? I know and that is, is like something Iron extremely Man. iconic. Not only iconic for Iron Man himself, but to the entire MCU, mm-hmm. right? Because
0: Iron Man started the MCU,
1: right? And no, not only that, but also like when the first version of the Avengers, when they're really assembled and mm-hmm. they're um, in uh, Avengers mm-hmm. Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. like what we the team that we see at the beginning, they're all using Stark Tech. They are. Yeah, you really? didn't notice that?
0: No. Yeah, How?
1: everybody has like more hyper, more super powered uh, versions of their of their gear.
0: Really? Yeah. I didn't notice. Pay attention
1: that. to this. Probably because you haven't seen Age of Ultron ever. I've seen this it. This guy. Then pay attention to things. <laughs> Jesus. What do I pay you for? You don't. I give you an allowance. That's your salary. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, the arc reactor—that's mine. Give me one another one of yours. Go ahead. I think now we're starting. We're gonna have to start getting into obvious territory. Yeah. Okay.
0: So one that I have
1: mm-hmm.
0: is um this one's pretty obvious. Captain America shield. Yeah,
1: Cap shield. <laughs> Dev obviously had that one <laughs> like that. But it's true. What is Captain America without his shield? Like that is. That's
0: what a, you identify him by.
1: Yeah. It's such an iconic thing. Um, so, yeah, I definitely had that one. And I don't think we even have to go too deep into that one. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> yeah, I'll if, throw if, you another, like, stupid obvious one, millionaire
0: I, I had that, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> that was my yeah. number 15.
1: Yeah, I mean, millionaire is just, you know, come on, you can't uh, get any more obvious than that. Yeah. Like, the. What else did you have?
0: Um, Pokeball. Oh,
1: snap!
0: Oh, I got you, I oh, got you, I got snap. you, I got that's you, I got you. I got you, I got you, I got you, I got you.
1: Man, I can't believe I didn't <laughs> think of that eventually. Wow, that is a really good one, Let's man. Let's go! Okay, you got me there. You're right, man, without them Pokeballs. They, like,
0: there would not be Pokemon. Yeah,
1: not at all, not at all. I mean, there wouldn't be Pokemon, like, tournaments and battles, right?
0: Yeah. like that's
1: the only, that's like crucial to be able to capture them and train them and all that. If you
0: wanted to be a trainer? Yeah. Then you 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 need pokeballs.
1: Man. <laughs> okay, that's really good. That's really good. I'll give you another one that's real important to at least the beginning of the Dragon Ball franchise. <laughs> in Dragon Ball uh, Z, and that is the Saiyan scouter. The Power Scout. Did you it's have
0: over that It's No, I didn't.
1: You did? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I got you with an anime one, too.
0: You got it overnight. 9,000. The Sand scouter. I
1: mean, come on, man. Like, throughout the entire, um, maybe, like, first half, I mm-hmm. think, of, of Dragon Ball Z, the scouters were always present. Mm-hmm. Because it was like you were used to such low power levels, and with starting with Dragon Ball Z, like you really started picking up in the power levels, right? I mean, in in
0: Dragon Ball Z, you were like nine thousand. Oh my god, that's so right. much! And yeah. then, and then in Dragon Ball Super over here, your boy Goku, he's like, ayo. I'm at a (laughs) hundred (laughs) million.
1: No, no. Like, like in, in, at the beginning. Yeah. Right. Like that, that's the first big milestone. It's over 9,000, right? Classic. I mean,
0: without the scouter. But
1: then, but then in the Frieza saga, when, when Goku Mm -hmm. goes Super Saiyan for the first time, he reaches power level 1 million. Really? Yeah. So like, there you go. Like there you see how quickly power levels Uh increase throughout Dragon Ball Z. And again, the scouters were there the entire time. And, And like, if you could count how many times power level the, the scouters were used to like re, for a villain or a hero even to realize like oh my god like you know the severity of the person across from them right mm-hmm. the like power.
0: W- without without the scouter you wouldn't have the most iconic moment in Dragon Ball history
1: yeah there's just something about seeing the the enemy like, the villain underestimating the hero and uh-huh. then turning on, and then seeing the power calculated. I have a
0: scouter. Oh, 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 what?
1: This can't be. Hey, you do have a scouter. Yeah. Yeah, that's when you realize that my power was, like, over two million. <laughs> Thanks, kid. All right, give me another one of yours. What you got?
0: All right, let's see. This one, I don't think you know this one. Okay. Um, The portal gun.
1: I thought about it. I just don't know enough of that because I never played that game. Yeah, but it seems like like, duh. like it's pretty. I mean, obviously iconic to to that, right? Without I mean, it, you don't have the game pr- premise.
0: I know. I mean, without Portal, I mean, without the Portal gun, I mean, come on, <laughs> you need it to traverse through every single section of the game. Um, they introduce even more stuff in Portal Two. Yeah. But I mean, come on. I mean, the game is literally called Portal. Right. You, 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 you can't beat the game without using the Portal gun.
1: For sure. Okay, let's see. Um, I think now we can kind of get into... Well, I don't know if these are honorable mentions. There's some here that are good. Um, how many do you have left?
0: Let's see. I think... I have one, two...
1: I have four left.
0: <laughs> I think I only have two left.
1: Two? Alright. So here I'll throw you one of mine. Alright. Lightsaber. Please tell me that is one of your last two. No
0: look no look 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 no, no look. Way. Look, look, look 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 look. No look way. Look, look, look look I thought that, that would be literally the most obvious one. I thought that I thought that like it would be just considered cliche if we had that.
1: Okay, fine. Fair, <laughs> Fair enough. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Uh, let's see. I'll throw you then the Infinity Stones. Yes. You had that one? No. What?
0: I mean, are they really pieces of hardware? They're minerals.
1: Oh, come on, man. They're clearly weaponized.
0: I mean, they are, but like... All right, how
1: about the Infinity Gauntlet then? How about I mean, that? yeah, I'll
0: give you that one. I'll give you that one. This
1: guy. <laughs> it even took on different forms throughout uh, Endgame.
0: It did. It, yeah. it had the Iron Man gauntlet. The Iron
1: Gauntlet, is that what it's called? The Iron Gauntlet. I think so. What else you got?
0: Um, I have one that you probably don't know. Uh-huh. I have Cortana.
1: I do know what that is. You do? Yeah, that's like the AI assistant from Halo.
0: Yeah. Um, Xbox Ma- sucks. Okay. <laughs> Look, if, if they brought the Halo games over to PlayStation, and then I was talking about it, would you still say that Xbox? Just on
1: principle, one? I can't. I'm sorry.
0: Okay, I can't. Listen, okay. I grew up. Uh, okay. I grew up
1: when this okay. war began. Okay. Okay. I was in high school when the well, war started. Why are you talking
0: about God? Why and people are you talk-
1: Started coming up and being like, to "I'm gonna buy my Xbox. I'm gonna buy my, buy my Xbox. All the Xbox are so cool." No, sir. Sony. <laughs> Sony. Okay, Sony. <laughs> but <laughs>
0: so earlier when we were making our lists, I asked you if if someone had something attached to their wrist. And it projected a hologram of the artificial. Yeah, that's what this is. Yeah, right. So Master Chief has a thing, and then it projects Cortana, which is his. uh, I am Siri, virtual assistant.
1: Oh, I didn't know that it projected it. Yeah. I always heard that name, and I know that. um, I think Microsoft had made its virtual assistant named Cortana.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: (laughs) I don't know if they still have it as that, but yeah, that's what they had named it at first.
0: Um, I mean, Cortana, she. She's, she's actually the one, you know how I said earlier that that whatever, that whatever whenever Chief makes a move, the armor kind of, oh, yeah. um, it does that. Like, mm-hmm, it, it makes it, it, reacts. it yeah. auto-corrects it, basically. Right, right. Court, that, that's Cortana. Yeah,
1: she's the sense. one who does that. Kind of like Jarvis. Jarvis can yeah. do a lot of that stuff, too, for Tony.
0: She also, I mean. I we should
1: have included Jarvis.
0: How did, I mean, he isn't really hardware. No, you're
1: right. He's not. No, he's software. Yeah. But then again, isn't Cortana software, too? Well,
0: I mean, (laughs) I mean, she she is like, I mean, what you you can't really see, Jarvis. You can see Cortana. Like, she's not she's not only in that little thing in Chief's arm.
1: I guess that means that the loyalist piece of hardware is Vision.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yes, that's true. Oh
1: man, Um, do you have any left?
0: Um, I do have
1: one left. Okay, on the count of three, I want you to say it. Okay. Uh, hold on.
0: It... D- d- oh, don't say okay. don't say anything.
1: I'm gonna say mine. Okay. I do have two left. Hold on, I'm gonna drop first the one that I don't think you have. Okay. Okay, and then we can say our last one because I think it might be the same. All right. Um, the flux capacitor.
0: I did not have that.
1: Yeah, I figured you wouldn't. Flux Capacitor, you can't have Back to the Future without the Flux Capacitor.
0: You need the Flux Capacitor because the Flux Capacitor, the Flux Capacitor, you you need Flux Capacitor to time travel, oh my god.
1: That is the thing that Doc Brown invented. That was his huge breakthrough, that he had the idea when he fell in his bathroom and hit his head against his toilet. Yeah. It was the idea for the Flux Capacitor, and that is the thing that powers the entire trilogy of Back to the Future. Come on, bro. Flux Capacitor. All right. Loyal piece of hardware. Ready for the last one? I think on the... I
0: I think I know what yours is, but I, and I and I don't think it's the same as mine. <laughs> really?
1: I... <sighs> All right. Okay. On the count of three. Ready? One, what? two, three. Grappling Symbio. hook. Oh.
0: Batman's gra- gra- grappling
1: hook. Oh oh! I wasn't expecting this. <laughs> did you think that I had Symbiote? No. What did you think I had?
0: I I thought you I I thought you had um, Batman's batarang.
1: <laughs> nope, I thought about it, but I was like, "Yeah, it's too too obvious."
0: Yeah, I. Had so you
1: to... did his grappling hook?
0: Yeah, because I I also thought that the battering that the battering was too obvious, so I did the grappling hook.
1: Okay, you know what? That's actually a really good one because, really, without the grappling hook. Batman loses a lot of his uh, disappearing out of nowhere abilities.
0: Yeah, when when he throws a smoke bomb onto the ground and yeah. then like in an alleyway, he can just mm-hmm. and then he's on the and then he's on the um, on the rooftop and then he yeah. can glide kick one of the guys.
1: And, and that thing really started in Batman the Animated Series. It did. Yeah, that's really where that thing started. Like. Like where it became like a go-to piece of hardware for Batman, Mm -hmm. and it was very iconic too because I remember like the the grappling hook from that series is basically like this little holder thing that he grabs, and then that's connected to like this rectangular. Shaft thing.
0: Oh yeah, I know, I know. And design. like basically,
1: I guess they like press a button or something, and it just mm-hmm. the rope and the hook come out of there. Yeah. And so like everybody in the Bat Family had one of those, mm-hmm. you know. So it became very iconic. Like you know, whenever like, he went over and reached on his left side or his right side, boom, he you knew he was about to come out with the with the grappling hook. I
0: think I think there's two iconic designs for the grappling hook, uh-huh. and that's that one. And then there's also the gun version.
1: I don't like the gun version. You don't? No, I think it's like. Mind you, that's a lot more realistic, obviously. I
0: mean, yeah. Right.
1: That's a lot more realistic. But um, I don't know. To me, it just doesn't have the same futuristic kind of appeal as like, oh, my God, out of this little rectangle thing. You it know, looks, that's where it comes out. It
0: seems futuristic to you. The, uh, yeah.
1: It does? Of course. Like, out of a tiny thing, this thing comes out that not only can hold your weight, but can pull you and, like, make you fly. <laughs> Come on, man. Seems super futuristic. But, yeah, the other one seems more realistic. Yeah. So when you envision it, you envision the, the gun version? Yeah. Is that, is, is that how they use it in the Arkham games? I forget. Yes, it is. Okay, Okay. interesting. Yeah, I always envision that little rectangle. That's ta- funny.
0: Ta- talk about the symbiote, boy.
1: Symbiote. How did you not include the symbiote?
0: I, I mean, to me, it didn't seem like... I mean, you, you said that if it could be something that was alive either through technology or magic. You didn't say organic life. Yeah, but Symbiotes aren't aren't uh, uh aren't technology or magic. You you never They're said not. that you never you never said that we can include organic life forms. Damn, man. I guess you're right. You but- you want to get your own law. Come on. Yeah,
1: I, I did. I'm I for, forgive me. <laughs> I deserve to die. Which one of these weapons are you going to kill me with that we just mentioned?
0: Um, I'm probably I'll gonna- let you
1: choose 3 to punish me.
0: Okay, um, I'll use, um, let's see, I'll use Mjolnir.
1: Jesus, okay.
0: <laughs> and then I'll use, um, let's see, I'll use a portal gun so that I can, like, put put a portal underneath you and then put a portal on top of you so you'll just be stuck in an endless loop.
1: That's horrible, okay.
0: <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and the last one, Hidden Blade.
1: Wow. <laughs> Wait, hold on, what are you going to do with Mjolnir then? Are you gonna like electrocute me while I'm endlessly falling through portals?
0: No. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm going to. Okay, this is this is a little bit torturous, but <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna put Mjolnir on your chest so that oh. so that you can't get up, and then I'm gonna stab you with what the, the heck, with man? the hidden
1: blade. <laughs> wow, all I did was break a simple rule. I just you said, this is this you, is what I get for loving my son. You
0: said that like, I could torture you. Oh you you God. said that I could torture I you. I thought
1: you were gonna tickle me with some Mjolnir sparkles. <laughs> Thank you all for joining us today. This was a pretty cool episode. I have fun.
0: I, I, I did too.
1: Yeah, even though you revealed your hatred towards me there at the end. No, but that look, is okay. That, you, no, that's you, okay. You told me that I could that's do it. That's fine. You that's told fine. me that I, I could do it. I will book a therapist it. for us because clearly you have homicidal tendencies towards your loving father. Okay. That, that is all right. That That's what happens to the best of us fathers. We end up just getting it thrown in our faces. Thank you so much for joining us in this episode. We really appreciate your time. Remember, if you want to support the show, you now have a way of... Of doing so, and that is by going over to ecology101.com. You will find all the information about the podcast, all the places where you can listen to us, and you can head over and click on merch, and that'll take you over to our merch store where you can. Uh, support the show by purchasing some cool swag for yourself. Uh, if you want to contact us, at the bottom of that website, there's a contact form. If you prefer a more traditional means of contact.
0: You can hit us up at g 101 podcast at gmail.com.
1: We hope that you join us for the next episode. Make sure you hit subscribe, and we will talk to you then.
0: Goodbye.
1: We are your loyal piece of hardware.
0: We are. I mean, you. We're not
1: hardware, but
0: you listen to us through your piece of hardware.
1: I, I guess, yeah, yeah. So make sure you keep your your like phone or whatever you listen to us in. Make sure you keep that handy. Like that yeah. is your loyal piece of hardware that allows us to live. Okay, goodbye. Bye. Bye. Human has been
0: Game over.
1: Imagine noise.